Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. I still don't know how to take that, John. Is that a compliment or is that, is that, is that a diss? It's, it's always, you know what I always say, Brad, and I wrote this in the Missouri Times last year, which you can find at MissouriTimes.com, always assume positive intent. So if somebody comes up to you and says, boy, Brad, you, your radio show with John sure is different. If we're overly defensive, we're going to be like, oh, different? What do you mean different? We don't have people coming on reading the same three talking points, huh? You want us to be like them? Or you could take it as a compliment and assume positive intent. So are you telling me that Brian Richardson and Chris Tickhouse, when they tried to get me kicked out of the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, were really trying to compliment me? Is that what you're trying they to tell me? They absolutely were. And what a public service you provided me by telling me names of two people I had never heard of before. Yeah, well, you don't want to know them anyway. That's a whole other story. Okay. Something which has been on the back burner because John sent this to me, and I I put it on my show list from day to day, and you and I get sidetracked just like last break we got sidetracked. <laughs> John, I mentioned this story last week. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. I think it was last week. I told the story of me going to a wrestling event, a professional yes. wrestling event at a high school. And the biz- so good, the, so good. The bizarre story is the fact that that uh, a kid who lived uh, two doors down from, from us, uh, as a matter of fact, my son and his son were friends. They played together. And long story made short, uh, he his father called me up one day and said, hey, uh, you know, I've got my son likes wrestling, and I've got tickets to this wrestling event that's at at a high school in West St. Louis County. You'll tell me the rest of the story in a minute. And I want to know if it's okay if I take your son. I said, fine. So a couple days later, he calls me back and he says, Brad, he says, I got a problem. He says, I've been called out of town on business. I won't be back for that wrestling event. Is there any way you can take my son and your son to this event? As I got three tickets. I said, fine, no problem. You know, great, I'll go. So we go and we're sitting like three rows from the ring. And it's the, the ring set up in, in a high school gymnasium. And and the, the, the funny part of the story was at one point, and I can't remember who the wrestler was. Do you know who I'm it is? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Okay, you're going to tell me who it is. Okay, so we had the perfect angle when this high-profile wrestler, who at the time was very high-profile, took a swing at his opponent and missed by a good six inches, and the opponent reeled back like he just got hit by like a brick and falls on the, the mat. And instantly, my son and, and his friend their eyes come to me like and their mouth open like and and they both said almost instantly he didn't even hit him and I said to him and the oh. illusion was broken it was like watching <laughs> right. David Copperfield you know right. from a backstage angle right it's somebody it's somebody telling you well let me show you how this magic trick's done and they show you go oh yeah. okay I get it okay so I mentioned this and you were like no hold on a minute now professional wrestling event at a high school you sort of found it hard to believe correct I found it in t- and you know what I thought I thought hey 
the old man has lost his mind. <laughs> well, that's true. I have. That was well, that's, that is true, actually, <laughs> but not in this regard. So what I did over the weekend, were you done with that portion of it, Brad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm setting so, yeah, you so, up. So what I did, so listen, I was like, mm, Brad might be little uh, misremembering a little bit. You know, he's got some cobwebs up there. <laughs> oh, that's no so doubt about that. So I went that. on a tremendous website called cagematch.net. Which I have used, I don't even want to tell you how many times I've been to this website to look up results here and there. Brad was entirely accurate. And I what, what I thought was strange about the story, I was like, look, there's no way that WCW, which was owned by Ted Turner yeah, yeah. from TBS fame, I thought there's no way they're going to be working a high school gymnasium in front of, you know, a few hundred people. Turns out we're coming up on the anniversary on January 22nd, 1993. So 30 years ago. By the way, Brad, you got that almost exactly right. It was 31 years ago. Now, the cage match doesn't have the location. You say it was Parkway West because you remember it being on Clayton Road. It was somewhere, they, yeah. I believe it was, you know, I, I believe that was the high school because remember, yeah, I even so asked it, you. It doesn't have it listed here, but it has all the results. Now, crazy thing we'll get into real quickly. Brad, you saw in the main event. By the way, the, the wrestler you're thinking of, I know exactly who it is, and it was the wrestler named Sting. Exactly. Was the, it was Sting. He was the top That's baby right. face in WCW at the time. And, and in that match, he was fighting Big Van Vader. And, and was, didn't Sting have long blonde hair? Was, he did. Yeah, see, he was the I Sting. I remember this. Let me tell you something. I had a Sting t-shirt that I won on a radio <laughs> trivia contest. I have pictures of it. And um, I won it on, by calling into a, a show called Sports Memories, if you remember. I think it was on KXOK in 1991. I won a Sting t-shirt. Anyway, neither here nor there. But the point is, Brad, do you know who was in the main event who was not yet a superstar? Who? A guy named Stunning Steve. You know who Stunning Steve was? No. He ended up being Stone Cold Steve Austin. Get out of here. He was teaming with a guy. Now, let me tell you something. Growing up, I had three favorite wrestlers. When I was in, in kindergarten, elementary school, it was Hulk Hogan. Then I started watching TBS, and it was Ric Flair. Then a guy named Stunning Steve came to WCW in 1991 and was my favorite wrestler. So you're, you're telling me that we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yep, he was tagging with Brian Pillman, and he was up against Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Shane Douglas. That was the main event, and it was for the World Tag Team titles. And Stunning Steve was paired with Pillman back then, and their tag team was called the Hollywood Blondes. And, and that was the, that, they were that. That was that, Stunning uh, Steve Austin. Yep, that was the main event of your match. I don't believe that. And now also, I hate to get a little bit macabre here, Brad, but let's get a little bit macabre. The second match you saw was a singles match, and it was Eric Watts, who is the son of legendary Mid-South promoter Bill Watt, Cowboy Bill Watts. He fought a guy named Chris Benoit. Does I that name ring a bell? I remember that name as well, too. So Chris Benoit was the guy that maybe 15, 17 years ago, something like that, um, killed himself and his family. That's right. Yeah, so Chris Benoit was – he wasn't the curtain jerker. He wasn't the first match, but he was the second match. And Benoit had only been in WCW I think for maybe like a year or two at the time. He came in. He had worked a lot in Calgary. He had worked in Japan. But ben, this was really the start of Benoit's ascendancy in WCW. So you saw him and you saw – there was a guy in WWF 
by the name of Gold Dust. Do you remember that name? I don't. I don't remember that name. Okay. Anyway, he ended up being he he was controversial because he was a kind of a quasi gay character. He was like a cross dresser, and he, his real name was Dustin Runnels, where Dustin Rhodes. But he was there. Um, but the match that you remember seeing that exposed your sons to the reality of worked professional ma- wrestling matches. That was Sting versus Big Van Vader. And unbeknownst to you, you saw the biggest icon of the 1990s, Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1993. That is so bizarre. And, yeah. And so and and so when was when was uh, so Steve uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin wasn't was it, uh, uh, he was like big in the 90s and 2000s, wasn't he? He absolutely was. Now, I have an Austin story. I don't know if you want to hear it now that has to do with him calling my house in Spanish Lake. Oh, come on. How did, why did he call your house in Spanish Lake? I wrote him a fan letter and he called in 1991, you? and I sent it to the offices of World Championship Wrestling, Ted Turner's organization. Right. And one day um, I came home from a sporting event. So I generally don't brag about this, but I spent uh, many of my – actually – no one except for one or two people listening to this know this about me, so this is a revelation. I spent many years doing martial arts, Brad. Really? And, yeah, and it was a huge part of my life. I did Taekwondo. And it was the centerpiece of my life for several years. So I don't go – I think grown men should not talk about, I went to an MMA gym the other day. I'm an MMA fighter, you know that. I'm also running for office. <laughs> that really rubs me the wrong way. Nobody wants to hear about your MMA You know experience. what? You know what? It, it's almost like – there are things sometimes revelation. You just led a revelation. I just heard recently that – Eric Greitens used to be a Navy SEAL. Did you know that? <laughs> I've never heard so that before. So did Jesse the Body Ventura <laughs> right, and right. other people who exaggerate their resume. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. So, so anyway, he, I, was, I happened to be at a martial arts training session one day, and I came home, and my, my mom says, hey, a guy named Stunning Steve called. <laughs> you know a guy named Stunning Steve? And I said, oh, yeah, and my voice was changed. So I was like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, a world tag, he's a world television champion in WCW. And my mom's like, oh, that's nice. I told him to call back that, that you were doing Taekwondo, and he told me that he never did martial arts, but he really wishes that he wanted to – he really wishes that he did, et cetera. So anyway – he, and, and I'm like, oh, did he say, did, did, he, did he leave a number? Is he going to call back? She said, oh, yeah, I told him to call back in like, at like whatever time. So the time passed, Brad, and I'm brokenhearted. So I used to, you know, and maybe this is a little bit of a revelation. Instead of taking showers, I used to take baths. You know, I'm comfortable enough to admit that. So anyway, I'm in the bathtub and the phone rings. Now, I don't have the phone in there. Um, but my mom answers the phone and yells upstairs and says, John, it's stunning Steve. <laughs> So I hop out of the bathtub immediately, still lathered up, and I dry off, and I run, and I get the phone, and I'm like, hey, Stunning Steve, how you doing? And so we had we had the – he was the most kind and thoughtful man, and I remember a couple of things. He had, um, he had a dog who was barking who was in the backyard, and he was, and he was shouting to – maybe it was his wife at the time. He's like, hey, get, get Cassie back in the house. Bring, bring her back in here. And he's just talking to me. And, and what I remember from it is he's like, I just wanted to tell you that I just thought it was the neatest thing that you wrote me a letter. And I appreciate everybody who comes out. I appreciate you watching us on TV. And I appreciate any time you come to the matches. And, and I, just, I just wanted to wish you good luck on everything you're doing. And I was just completely blown away. And I didn't tell anybody the story until I was in 
I, I told I told uh, I told my girlfriend, my quasi girlfriend at the time, who ended up being my girlfriend. I told her that story, and I'm like, listen, nobody's gonna believe this, so just don't tell anybody. And then, of course, he went on to become Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I couldn't tell people the story by then, Brad. Holy cow! So God. if because here's the thing, if anybody came to me in the in the late 90s and said, you know, one time Stone Cold Steve Austin called me at my house when I was in middle school. First of all, I'd call the authorities and be like, what's going on here? But secondly, I'd be like, okay, pal, sure. Steve Austin is your buddy, but, right? But see, there are so many different takeaways from that. There's so many different mm-hmm. takeaways, the fact that you, I mean, once again, this is a different time. You wrote a letter, okay? <laughs> Who does yeah, and that? nailed it. Who yeah. does that anymore, okay? You wrote a letter to... To, and it's and it went to uh, essentially Ted Turner's organization in in Atlanta, right? Yep. And somebody there could have just tossed it in the trash right, and been like, right, "Stupid right. kid." Yeah, like a dumb. Yeah, we get you know, like, oh, hey, hey, look at this one. Look at yeah, this stupid this kid, kid. This kid loves <laughs> Steve Austin. Right, right. What is he gay or something? What's yeah, the exactly, problem with him? You know, you know. You know <laughs> so I could have got a form letter from them that said, a, and you "Dear put, sir, thank you for writing. Right, here's, a, here's right. a calendar." You put your phone number on it. Yeah, I right? wanted him to call me. Man, that's see, this is so weird. So I saw Sting, and he was the guy that threw the punch that missed by a good six inches. He but missed yet, Big Van Vader, yeah, right. But yet, it uh, the the reaction that Big Van Vader had was you thought he just got hit in the in the face by a by a sledgehammer because he you know. And once again, this this goes to the you know like make fun of wrestling, but there's tremendous athleticism involved in wrestling for sure. And those two guys, Big Van Vader was. Moved better than any big man this side of of Bam Bam Bigelow. So you know who he is too, right? Oh yeah. So all these guys, and most of these guys, like your opening match was Johnny B. Bad versus Scotty Flamingo. Both of those guys went on to WWE. Eric Watson ended up having a short-lived career. Benoit killed himself and his family. Too Cold Scorpio went to ECW, and you know Ricky Steamboat. By the way, you probably remember that name, but he I had do. a huge career before and after this event. He was in WWF. And he, I mean, he was just a legendary performer. So what were these guys doing at a high school gym? And you know what? So you saw a very historic moment, Brad, because the month after you went to this event, right. a brand new guy came in to take over the reins of world championship wrestling. Right. His name was Eric Bischoff. I know that and name. And he's the guy that turned WCW from being a second rate promotion to almost putting Vince McMahon out of business. You know what the very first move he did was, Eric? Uh, what he did was, Brad? No more high schools? (laughs) You're exactly right. He literally told the company, we are no longer going touring because every time we, he said, his famous line is, every time we go on the road, we lose money. And I looked up some of the results before and after this event, like the, the biggest event the time before, they drew 3,000 people. I think it was in Chicago or Philly. If you're only drawing 3,000 people to a huge arena, so think of how much money WCW lost on this show in St. Louis. And the reason why they did some high school gyms during this period of time was because, and I looked this up, the reason why they did it was because they couldn't fill the arena, Brad. Interesting. On, on a winter day, they can only get you know, and there were 550 people was the estimated attendance at your event. I was going to say it was it was in the hundreds. It wasn't that big. Yeah. And, and so we, Bischoff's first move to turn the company around, he said, every time we leave Atlanta, we lose money. So, so guess what we're going to do? We're going to film in Atlanta. We're going to do all of our TV here. And once we get a big enough base, then we're going to go to – we'll go to a St. Louis. We'll go to a Philly, Chicago, Atlanta, or we'll go to New York. 
but um, we'll go to big cities. But we're not gonna we're not gonna keep doing you know Peoria and Springfield, Missouri, because we're just losing thousands of dollars every time we do that. Boy, this has been fascinating, John. I mean, not... all because you, all because we somehow one day got on to wrestling. Right. I don't know how we got on. But that. the bizarre part of this story is you've done the homework on this and you've taught me a history lesson. And once again, what started funny was, you know, I'm getting up there in years and I don't have the memory I did. But you know, you got it. You knew you, and you, got... you knew where it was and you knew the year. You said it was. You said it was right, almost exactly thirty yeah, years. Yeah, because I said I said my son was like nine or ten. Which yeah, would you have said been, he was ten. So which have been right years ago. You're right. Okay, we have to get out of here. That's probably one of the most fun segments we've done so far. I really enjoyed. I that. loved it. Okay, we got to get out of here. Uh, Armstrong getting next. It's eight o'clock.